This is WSKG's Politics Tuesday. I'm Tom Magnarelli. This week on Politics Tuesday, we review last week's debate between state Senate candidates in the 52nd District. And as always, we're joined by WSKG government and politics reporter Vaughn Golden. What's going on, Vaughn? Well, well, Tom, I, I actually have a message this week. Um, I, I have a message for Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram. Um, he may have to instruct the DPW to put some uh, grease on light poles because there may be some Phillies fans climbing the light poles when we uh, we eventually win the World Series here. Oh, okay. And, and now is this something that uh, this is done in Philadelphia when uh, when you guys win? Yeah, naturally. Win? Naturally, this yeah. has to happen. We have to grease the light poles or else... Some stupid people may climb the light poles. <laughs> <laughs> so they won. You, 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 may, you, may, you may need a new reporter in a few weeks, Tom. <laughs> I followed Syracuse football this weekend. Phillies won, I take it? Absolutely. Okay, great. We're going, we're going to the World Series, Tom. That's great. Great to hear. Well, never, never had a doubt. Well, congrats with that. <laughs> moving on, moving back to politics. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Why that, don't you, that, that's right. I forgot t- that's yeah, why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Tell me. Tell me. What, so what's been on your radar for the past week? Well, other than the Phillies, uh, <laughs> there's there's been a ton of stuff on on the political radar for sure. Um, I, I, I guess to start, uh, we got to start more locally, and I have to highlight some of the back and forth that's been going on in the race for Broome County Sheriff. Um, we knew this race was going to be a very interesting one to watch, uh, and it certainly has not disappointed. Um, Last week, Fred Akshar, um, State Senator Fred Akshar, the Republican running in that race, announced the endorsement um, of the union that represents most of the deputies in the sheriff's department. Uh, So this comes after Sheriff David Harder endorsed Akshar's opponent in the race, Kate Newcomb. She's uh, running on the Democratic line. Um, Akshar really didn't mince words in calling out Harder and Newcomb, who are, are still both with the department, in blaming them for a lot of issues that are happening in the sheriff's department right now. I, uh, th- this is part of, part of the announcement uh, Akshar made last week. The reality is, is that the policies and the attitudes of the last 30 years have created two things, and my opponent in part is responsible for those, stagnation and the lowest morale in the last 10 years. So yeah, the, the knives are <laughs> knives are really coming out in this race at this point. Wow. Um, the the union president uh, who represents uh, these officers, these deputies, he also put, put out a statement uh, later saying that the unit had previously decided not to endorse, but the reason they changed their mind and ultimately did endorse is after Harder announced his endorsement of Newcomb. Okay, all right. Um, and, and can you talk, talk just briefly about, you know, why is, why is this such a big deal? Yeah, I, I, it, 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 definitely watching the back and forth is, is, is important. Um, I, I don't really know if it'll have an impact on the race, uh-huh. uh, when all is said and done. Um, Akshar is still really well financed. He's been buying TV spots. Um, if you watch next week's Giants game, you will <laughs> see a TV spot from the Akshar campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we've discussed this before, but Newcomb, Newcomb has less money, but she's still putting out mailers and other forms of ads. Um, uh, you know, one thing I'll be really curious to see in this race after election day is the impact of the, uh, the races higher on the, on the ballot, mm-hmm. um, you know, governor, Congress, state Senate. Um, the question is, will Democrats show up and will they vote Democrat down the ticket? And I, I'll, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Binghamton is a city of swing voters. So anyone has to be really careful about what assumptions you make, uh, when it comes to these kinds of races. 
Okay, all right. And that's a good segue. What's going on in some of the of those races towards the top of the ballot? Yeah, well, <laughs> one thing we're, we're, we're still having in the 19th Congressional District, that's Josh Riley and Mark Molinaro, um, a very competitive uh, House district is a debate about debates. <laughs> a few, <laughs> Yeah, this is, is still going on. Uh, a few weeks ago, both candidates said they agreed to a debate with Spectrum News. This was after um, uh, Molinero didn't, uh, didn't lock in a debate with us at, at WSKG, but um, both candidates had said they agreed to a debate with Spectrum, uh, but we still have yet to see any announcement of that debate, even after Spectrum announced a, a bunch of other debates. Uh, Riley Riley tells me his campaign gave Spectrum the dates, but he still hasn't heard back. So this is Riley. Provided a number of dates that we had held uh, for a debate. Uh, We have yet to hear back about that. It's been several weeks now. Um, Our understanding is that that debate will not happen. And then, of course, on the other side, Molinero says Riley is the one with the scheduling conflict with Spectrum. I'm told that uh, uh, there is a scheduling issue that Josh has. So we have agreed, I've agreed to three separate dates now. And both of them also say they've accepted a debate with the Kingston Daily Freeman. And that's the, he said, she said, this this whole thing at, at, at this point. Um, the one thing that, that I will say is kind of interesting about watching this other than just a political in the weeds kind of thing, um, is this kind, kind of seems to have become a line for Molinero. I've, I've seen him at a few events, uh, and he, he, he's now starting to kind of call out Riley, um, suggesting he has not appeared publicly in, in events and things like that. Okay. And, uh, is there any truth to that? Um, it's really insider baseball. Um, like, so Molinero's campaign frequently sends out a schedule for, for where Molinero is going to be. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure all reporters who are on his press list get this, um, you know, so I'll get, uh, emails about events he's doing on the Eastern side of the district out in like Columbia County. Um, and, but on Riley's side, um, he, he is out and about too. That's, that's, that's definitely true that he is out and, and campaigning. Um, but his campaign doesn't send out a schedule like Molinero's does. But when I do reach out and say, Hey, where's he going to be? Um, I do get a response. So it's not regularly landing in my inbox. Um, but there may be a little truth to it. It's hard to dissect that. So, why do you think that uh, that a, a debate hasn't happened yet? And and this isn't just for this race. I mean, we've seen this in in other races all across the country. There's just been this uh, this backlash that candidates don't want to debate. Yeah, it's it's definitely something we've seen nationally. I I don't particularly uh, have a good good answer for that. In the nineteenth, um, you know, these are are this isn't. We, we see this a lot of times in races that aren't super competitive. Uh, that's, of course, not sure. not totally a thing. I mean, Chuck Schumer and Joe Pinion have agreed to a debate. And and frankly, that, that race leans very heavily towards Chuck, Chuck Schumer. And yeah. we saw the same thing in other statewide races. Tom DiNapoli had, and, uh, and Paul Rodriguez had a comptro- comptroller debate. Um, but this is a competitive district. So I, I, I don't really know what the... the the kind of conversations going on inside the campaigns are in terms of why to agree or not to agree to a debate in a in a fairly competitive uh, competitive uh, seat. 
Yeah, and and there's really not much time left. Yeah, yeah, I, we're we're coming up to early voting begins in five days here. So, um, and, and only once can I remember both candidates appearing, and that was at the Chamber of Commerce uh, forum in Binghamton a few weeks ago, uh, and and Riley was remote during during that forum too. So I I, I don't think I have ever seen both candidates in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you very much, Vaughn. Thank you, Tom. Last week, WSKG hosted a debate between state Senate candidates in the 52nd District. That's Rich David on the Republican line and Leah Webb on the Democratic line. Following the debate, WSKG's Megan Zarez and Phoebe Taylor-Vuolo discussed some of the highlights with Ithaca Voice Managing Editor Matt Butler. Right now, I am here in the Vessel Studios again with WSKG's own Phoebe Taylor-Vuolo. Hi. And special guest uh, from the Ithaca Voice, uh, Matt Butler. Hey there. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so we just watched the State Senate District 52 debate between uh, Democrat Leah Webb, Republican Rich David. Uh, We're here to bring you some of our takeaways. Um, So let's just get right into it. I think one of the first questions that we addressed in the debate was gun violence. There is a statewide uh, increase in gun violence. It's not necessarily clear if it's uh, affecting our areas and some of these smaller towns. Uh, But let's listen to that cut from Rich David. Several of the reasons why I have to do with the bail reform and cashless bail that's been passed recently by uh, the New York State Legislature. If you look at some of the larger cities, uh, you see a significant uh, number or increases in gun violence. Yeah, I think we should emphasize that those larger cities are the places where you might see a, a rise in the violent crime rate recently. But um, in Tompkins County and Ithaca, at least, you know, maybe even the extent of upstate New York, it's far less clear. Um, I know Tompkins County District Attorney Matt Van Houten said as recently as April of this year that cashless bail reform hadn't really had that much of a tangible impact on increasing violent crime in Ithaca. And one of the other issues, of course, uh, related to gun violence is the racist mass shooting in Buffalo earlier this year. Of course, the shooter hails from Conklin, um, which is just south of Binghamton, so solidly uh, in our area. Um, and Phoebe, you covered that a lot. I mean, what was your takeaway from from what the candidates had to say here? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Rich David, I think he used the term uh, fell through the cracks. So his, his stance is very much that this is a mental health issue, uh, that the uh, warning signs that this person was expressing at school or, you know, in, in his life weren't picked up on. He mentioned a need for more mental health resources. Leah Webb pointed out the the underlying racist ideology uh, that the shooter um, subscribed to and that sort of motivated this uh, violent attack. Let's let's hear a cut from her. Mental health and having funding for it, it is important, but we also have to address the uh, ideology that exists around um, this particular person and that didn't just come from nowhere. Let's move on to homelessness. Matt has been covering a lot of that, especially in Ithaca. Matt, what was your takeaways from what the two candidates had to say here? Well, uh, in Ithaca particularly, um, officials talk constantly about sort of meeting that homeless population uh, where they are, sort of in the middle, um, particularly when it comes to the homeless encampment called the jungle in Ithaca. Um, But there's always little clarity about what the extent of that can be and how it intersects with actually policing that population and enforcing laws on them. So I thought it was interesting that neither of them really directly address like where they think that line is. 
for housing more generally, I think both of them had a, a similar approach. They have a similar approach that they took when they were both um, in Binghamton's city government, uh, both want to foster more affordable housing. There were a couple of slight differences. Phoebe, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about those? They pretty much fell along the same lines. You know, I mean, Webb talked about uh, expanding Section 8, but I would say that for the most part, what each of them did was sort of talk track record. You know, um, Rich David talked about his, t- his two terms as mayor, you know, money he's gotten allocated to different projects to do with uh, homelessness or affordable housing. Uh, Leah Webb talked about her time on the city council, like you said, uh, and and also she referenced her work community organizing we're still sort of missing some of the meat, uh, that policy substance that, uh, you know, it's it's hard. It's a tricky issue. Um, I think that we, they can both agree that they want affordable housing, that it's a huge issue here. The question really is, is you know, how are you going to get that done? And a huge part of that problem, we're, um, you know, not necessarily a problem, but there is all three of the cities in this district have large universities. Uh, Binghamton's got BU, BCC. Uh, Ithaca, of course, has Ithaca College, Cornell. Uh, Cortland's got SUNY Cortland. All of these major municipalities, they're kind of dealing with this relationship between the college and themselves. And that can definitely place a strain on the housing market. And I think both of the candidates, they say that they want the colleges to be a little bit more involved. Let's, let's listen to a cut from Rich David. So uh, there's a whole host of things that uh, universities and municipalities um, can do to work together. I know Cornell provides, I believe it's a million dollars to the city of Ithaca, um, which uh, probably should be more, uh, frankly. Yeah, Rich is right that Cornell gives over a million dollars a year in contributions to the city of Ithaca, and that most Ithacans would agree that should be higher given that their property is all tax exempt. Um, But neither really hit about how they could get more money out of the schools. They both sort of talked about the back-end housing needs. Um, Webb talked about using a zoning approach to Mm -hmm. defend student housing creep, while David focused on uh, new development with local builders and nonprofits. Right. And just to wrap us up a little bit here, in their closing statements, both candidates sort of came back to this mainstream Democrat, mainstream Republican uh, platform. Uh, Rich David, the Republican, you know, wanted to brought back crime, uh, inflation, sort of emphasized that if you don't like those things, vote for him. <laughs> or, or And I think similarly, uh, Leah Webb, she was trying to bring it back to uh, hammer home these really powerful issues that have been effective for Democrats on the national stage, uh, abortion, climate change, stuff like that. Uh, but ultimately, because this is the general election now, uh, everyone's trying to come back to the to the middle here. Uh, we do have a really uh, politically diverse district in Senate District 52. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how everything shakes out. Once again, I'm joined here by WSKG's own Phoebe Taylor Volo and Matt Butler of the Ithaca Voice. I'm Megan Zarez. This is WSKG News. And that's it for this week's edition of Politics Tuesday from WSKG. As always, don't forget to share this podcast around to all your political junkie friends. And on behalf of Tom Magnarelli, we're reminding you we're two weeks out from Election Day. In the meantime, maybe don't use any public infrastructure as a jungle gym. Take care, my friends. (laughs) 